Welcome to Catholic Audio Media on Substack. That's catholicaudiomedia.substack.com. And we are here as a service of the media outreach of St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. So if you happen to be in the Boston area and you'd like to check out our parish, we'd really love to have you come to Mass. at St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. stanthonyalston.org. That's stanthonyalston.org. Well, it is Monday, and on Mondays, we hear the homily that I did yesterday, actually Saturday. I did over the weekend, did it at the 4 o'clock p.m. Mass at St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. So uh, this is what I talked about. Now, of course, the gospel was the story of the rich man and Lazarus. So I talk about that, and I begin by talking about how short stories, the whole point of a short story is it's relating a story with a minimum amount of words, so every word counts. So I talk about who I think is or are the most important characters in that parable, which is also a short story. And I begin by talking about a short story contest, which was actually won by Ernest Hemingway with six words. I'm not going to say the story. I actually could very easily, obviously, but it's very sad, believe it or not. In six words, it's very sad and could be triggering for some people. It is that sad. So if you want to look it up, maybe on the internet, if you want to take your risk in uh, looking up what the short story was, all six words, you can do that. In the meantime, we're going to switch over to my homily from this past weekend, uh, talking about the rich man and Lazarus. A long time ago, there was a uh, contest for the shortest short story. And the winner of the story won with only six words. I'm not gonna tell you what the story was because it's very sad and actually may, may trigger some people, it's so sad. It was won by Ernest Hemingway and he put together those six words. And as anyone knows from any short story, every word counts and every part of the story counts. Well, we can see that in today's parable as well, which too is a short story. And we see Jesus giving this whole scenario of what's going on. If we look at all the characters, and I was looking at that and thinking, who is the most important of all the characters? And then it struck me, the dogs, dogs. Now, let me explain to you why. Let's look at who you have in there. First of all, it is a parable, and Jesus is actually obliquely directing this to the Pharisees. So you have the rich man, and then you have Lazarus. The dogs are licking the wounds of Lazarus. Why? Because they see him and they minister to him. They may be ministering to him in the name of the Lord as well. So they see him and minister to him, but the rich man acts as if the Lazarus is invisible. He never acknowledges him at all. As a matter of fact, later when we see in the uh, netherworld afterwards, when he calls out and has Lazarus say, you know, have him come and dip his finger in the water and touch my tongue, he's actually admitting that all along he could have hired Lazarus for a pittance and would have treated him better and used him as a servant even. But he doesn't. To him, Lazarus is completely invisible. And there, the rich man is so caught up in himself. Now, one of the things he says 
is we understand that first of all, he is a faithful, and in this case, he's a Jew because Jesus is speaking to Jews. But obviously, it can be related to all of us, including Catholics. So we know he's faithful in some sense because he knows the Jewish scriptures. And he is most likely practicing his Jewish faith, but he's not doing another part of it. In the Old Testament, which as we see Abraham mentions Moses and the prophets, in the Old Testament there is a word abomination. And many people use it for different reasons. But the most common use of abomination is people who are practicing their faith and ignoring the poor. It's over and over again, it's used. As a matter of fact, it's in Amos as well. And so what he's doing is Jesus is showing in this story this very abomination that is mentioned in the Old Testament several times. And who is this man's God? He is embodying the first temptation. He's his own God. And Lazarus is not part of his universe. He just doesn't, doesn't care, doesn't even see him because he is his own God. Therefore, he is practicing idolatry. And so all of that comes together and we see this reality where Jesus is telling the story and obliquely going to the Pharisees saying how well they're practicing all their little laws and their faithfulness, but they're not doing what the Lord also asks which is to care for the poor. As I was doing my research for the homily, it was reminded always that the church has what is known as the preferential option for the poor, which is that we have a focus on helping the poor as God calls us to. And so we recognize that, this whole invisibility. Now, it's interesting because we see that within our, our Christian faith. When Gandhi first started doing his work in India, one of the things he changed was a practice in India where, and this is common in any faith that believes in reincarnation, where if someone was suffering as Lazarus was suffering, you wouldn't care for them because they were suffering for their sins in a previous life. And Gandhi put an end to that, said, no, this has got to stop. But that was the practice at the time because in those faiths, in any faith that believes in reincarnation, there's no concept of forgiveness, that's why they have reincarnation. But in here we're called not only to understand our forgiveness and the mercy that God has on us, we also are called to practice it and give it to others. During this week, there was an interesting little battle that happened in the church, you may or may not have heard about it. And that is a few weeks ago, the Pope put out a statement called, and I'll probably get this wrong, Desiderio Desiravit. And he's talking about further about the liturgy and strengthening the liturgy. As you know, he's trying to build more unity in the church through the liturgy. And one of the things he said is all people are called, they're invited to the banquet. It's one of the things the Lord had taught that you're all invited to the banquet. Now we know the story of the man who was invited and wasn't dressed right, but the Pope has said that, all people are invited to the banquet. Well, there were a group of people, many of whom were Americans, who were more on the traditional side of the church, got all upset and they wrote a letter to the Pope, essentially saying they disagreed with this statement. And what they were saying is, well, you know, the church teaches, which is true, is that in order to receive the Eucharist, you have to be in a state of grace, and if you've committed a mortal sin, this is what they put in the letter, which is true, you have to go to confession and receive sacramental uh, confession. They said that wasn't in the Pope's letter, and that's true. 
obviously in the story that, that Jesus tells, since the man ended up, which we learn is not hell, it's a holding place, that's what Pope Benedict XVI says, until the final judgment, since he is there, he obviously is in mortal sin. Do you think he recognized that? Do you think he was aware of that? Most likely not. He was so hardened in his heart. And if he was focused on a little group of things, well, as long as I don't do this, I'm okay, then he misses the point. This week would be a really good week for us to reflect on, is there anyone in our life that could be invisible? And how do we um, ask the Lord to make them visible to us and to respond in the way the Lord calls us to? because that is the greatest issue that we see in this reading, is Jesus is telling us, the guy was so caught up in himself, this guy suffering right outside his door was literally invisible, but the dogs could see him, and in the dog's actions, they committed judgment on the rich man. You're listening to Catholic Audio Media on Substack. That's catholicaudiomedia.substack.com, the media outreach of St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. We'll be right back right after this. You can now leave a message for us, which we can air and discuss on this program. Just call 617-297-7452. That's 617-297-7452. 617-297-7452. Feel free to call, leave a comment, a question, or even feedback, and we may play it on the air. I can discuss your comment or question as well, so give that a try. 617-297-7452. 617-297-7452. Well, just a reminder that we air our program Monday through Friday over at WROL Radio, 9.50 a.m. in the Boston area. You can also hear it 3 o'clock in the afternoon at WROLradio.com. And, of course, that's Eastern Time. Aside from that, it also loads up over at CatholicAudioMedia.com at 3.16 in the afternoon, just after it airs in the Boston area and around the world on the Internet. That's CatholicAudioMedia.com. And, of course, we air the uh, homilies here, and I'm working on a new program that would be an interview program, some of the hot issues that are out there, but from our Catholic perspective. So we're kind of looking at that. We are Catholic Audio Media, the media outreach of St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. We are not your mother's radio station. So if you want to tune into what we have to offer, you'll find it's a little bit different than you find on other Catholic radio. Have yourself a blessed day. Don't forget catholicaudiomedia.substack.com for not only uh, other issues, including previews of the homilies that are coming up in the following week and other issues over there. You can find that on our print side and also you can hear our podcast as well. catholicaudiomedia.substack.com and don't forget to subscribe. Have yourself a blessed day. If you would like to support our program, please consider a donation to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. There are several ways to consider this. One is to purchase any of our merchandise, which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. There are coffee mugs there. There's also my latest book, Encounter Christ in Your Humanity, all of which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. 
You can also donate to the show directly through either the Donate tab, also at catholicaudiomedia.com, or by sending a donation through the U.S. Postal Service with your questions and comments at 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. That's St. Anthony Parish, 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. Finally, the best way you can support our parish is to attend Mass on Sundays at 10 o'clock and be a part of our parish. We thank you for any support you would like to give to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts, the sponsoring parish for this media outreach to Catholics and other Christians in the WROL, WEZE, and podcast listening audience. In Cristo vivimos.